Good morning, everybody. Welcome into the Wealth Guardians Radio Show. I'm glad that you decided to spend some of your weekend with us. Of course, we've got Bryce Payne here in the studio with us. Bryce, good morning, bud. What's up? Good morning, Doug. Spring is right around the corner, isn't it? I'm feeling it. I'm dying for it. Yeah. And I'm sick of the rain. Enough rain, enough (laughs) snow. Just let's get some sunshine, get those birds calling out here again, and start having uh, a Carolina spring and a Carolina summer. Hi, everybody. How's everybody doing out there? Hopefully they're seeing some Carolina blue sky. That would be nice. That would be nice. Well, we've got a great show lined up for, for you out there today, folks. We are going to be talking about... For the first segment of the show, conventional wisdom. And whenever I hear that term, conventional wisdom, Doug, I'm struck by something that uh, Jerry Seinfeld once said about the human brain. And he used the analogy or the the metaphor of, I guess it wasn't a metaphor. I never know the difference between analogies, similes, and metaphors, whatever. But he was using the idea of human beings have a really smart brains. And we do things that are so stupid, like going on a motorcycle, which I do, that we have to protect our brains, our really smart brains, from doing something so stupid. And not only that, but because we don't want to protect our brains, we have to create laws that force us to protect our brains, like creating a law that makes us wear a motorcycle helmet. And I'm sure that Jerry Seinfeld said it a little bit funnier than I did, but I always thought that was kind of a rather astute observation, that our brains are smart, but we have to pass laws to make us protect them. But uh, conventional wisdom, Doug, doesn't always seem so conventional, does it? It does not. And uh, we see a lot of that pop up in our in our line of work from time to time, like um, you can't go wrong with real estate. Well, there's a lot of them. There's a lot of conventional wisdom out there that falls into the realms of what we do, financial planning, retirement planning. And uh, as I said, conventional wisdom isn't always that conventional. Sometimes somebody will come in here having heard absolutely their entire life something that you and I have never heard of or just are absolutely flabbergasted that somebody would believe. But you can't go wrong with real estate. That's the first one. And folks, I can tell you out there, that is not true. So if that's your idea of conventional wisdom, there are some inaccuracies to that. Doug, real estate goes up and down in value just like every other commodity and every other investment out there. Yeah, it really does. I mean, it's kind of a hard asset and it's kind of a – moves uh, sort of with inflation. And, you know, there's a lot of people made a lot of money in real estate. You know, the President of the United States is one of them. And the thing about real estate is, though, if you're a landlord, how do you get out of it? Because, you know, if you're going to have a capital gain, there's taxes involved. You've depreciated the property. So you've got to, if, if you sell it, you've got to recapture that depreciation. So there's a huge tax bill on on the on the other side of of the real estate uh, deal. Yeah, there's if you can find me a investment an investment that you can't go wrong with, I'm all in. But so far, I've been in this field for ten years. You've been in the field for uh, thirty years. I haven't seen one yet an investment that you can't go wrong in. So no, and you know, I mean, like I said, real estate's uh, good for some people. I tried it. Uh, You know, I I was a landlord for about 10 years. It wasn't my cup of tea. Uh, I mean, I got sick and tired of, you know, changing uh, garbage disposals. And every time a tenant moved out, I had to go in and paint and, you know, put carpet in. And and, uh, it was I just hated it, to tell you the truth. Yeah. And there's uh, there's statements out there, there's ads out there now saying no matter what the market, it's always a landlord's market. Well, that's not true. There are times when it is not a landlord's market and you'd be better off uh, having your investments in something else. 
All right, Doug. Well, the second one, so we know that that's not true, that you can go wrong with real estate. The second bit of conventional wisdom out there, so to speak, is there's good debt and bad debt, and a mortgage is actually good debt. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I guess it could be. You know, mortgage interest is a tax-deductible item uh, so long as uh, you have enough to you know, that goes over the uh, standard deduction. But honestly, you know, in our, our specialty is retirement planning. And most people who come to us don't want to have debt going into retirement. And I, I agree with that. I especially agree that uh, you shouldn't have a mortgage on your house when you go into retirement. For some folks, that's okay. But for the most, most people, they just want to be debt-free. Because if you're debt-free, I'll tell you what, if your assets, your Social Security, if you got a pension, that goes a long way in making a nice retirement. Well, we've done countless uh, retirement and financial plans for our clients over the years, Doug, and that is one of the key factors to there being a successful retirement plan, one that means that you're, you're successfully living retirement out through your years the way you want to, or one that is keeping it from being successful. And one of the few uh, key aspects that comes down to it is do you have debt? If you have debt, that's going to be a big hindrance to that uh, retirement plan being successful. So you're absolutely right. If you can get out of your mortgage, get out of any kind of debt, certainly credit card debt, but even your car loans or student loans, you get out of those by the time you're in retirement, then you're on a good track to having a successful retirement. There's some other factors that need to be uh, considered as well. But I would say instead of saying that there's good debt and bad debt, I think it would be more accurate to say there is debt and there is bad debt, and there is really bad debt. I don't know that there's any debt that's really good to have, but there is some definitely that works less against you than other debts. You know, I think Dave Ramsey would like to listen to our show today. Yeah, well, he's welcome to. He knows where to find us. I've I've emailed him many times telling him to chime in, but he never does. All right, the third conventional uh, wisdom out there, Doug, retirement is a chance to relax after an exhausting career. Well, it is for a lot of people. We, you know, we tell all of our clients, you know, enjoy your money because if you don't, your, your kids will. But the fact of the matter is, you know, we have these embedded instincts in us that go back thousands of years to when we were hunter-gatherer types, and that is to be active. Hmm. Now, what your vision of retirement is, maybe it's volunteer work, maybe it's travel, but you want to be active. You definitely don't want to sit on the front porch in a rocking chair because that is no way to spend a retirement. Well, you know, everyone's different to each their own, but I think you're right that we envision that. We envision just being able to finally relax and not have anything that we have to do. But you'll find, I think what we see our clients find, and I can imagine this for myself as well, that that would get old pretty quick. And that brings me to something I'd like to you know mention that I'm looking forward to myself at some point down the road, and I see other people doing this and it really works out well, is phased retirement. You know, if you've been working 40 hours a week and then the next you suddenly retire and now you're working zero hours a week, that can be a pretty big shock to the system. And again, you've, you've never worked zero hours, and most people haven't worked zero hours a week. So that's, a, as I say, a pretty big shock to the system. But if you do a phased retirement, where you know, maybe you're working 40 hours a week, and then the next year you knock it down to 30, and then the next year you knock it down to 20. Can you imagine that, that every year that you do that, 
that seems like you're almost retired, just only having to work 30 hours instead of 40. Doesn't that seem like a retirement kind of in and of itself? Now you've got your Fridays off or you get to get off work at 2 or 3 o'clock in the afternoon as opposed to 5 o'clock. That is a huge benefit to you. And then each year you do that, you're slowly moving into retirement. And that's a lot less shock to the system. And you can relax a few hours more out of the week without suddenly not having anything to do. Anyway, we see more and more people doing that. I think that's going to become kind of Doug a wave of the future. And uh, it certainly helps out retirement plans as well. And uh, speaking of retirement plans, folks, I want to do a little uh, reminder for you that uh, our firm, the Wealth Guardians, the Ray Financial Firm, We are fiduciaries. We are retirement specialists. We are financial planners, and we operate on the fiduciary standard. Usually we say that at the beginning of the show, but we save it until now for you. One of the things that we do uh, about every other month or so is we put on a social security seminar. The reason that we do this is because it is key for you, if you're approaching retirement, to understand what is the optimized way for you to file for social security. And Doug, we are putting on uh, one of our seminars, and we have a special guest coming up here this next time that we're putting it on. Yep. Coming back to us is Hamilton Morales. I always call Hamilton our living, Living, breathing, breathing, walking, talking encyclopedia of Social Social Security. Security. Yes, he is. He's the guy, if you guys call us with a question and you stump us, he is the guy we turn to. So Hamilton will be with us both nights, March 10th and 12th at 6.30 p.m. right here in Clemens in the Broyhill. And to reserve your seat, and you need to call to reserve your seat, it's 336-391-3409-336-391-3409. You can also go on our website at www.thewealthguardians.com. Get that seat. Hamilton will be here, and I want you to try to stump him because I've never been able to stump him. Try try to stump Hamilton. I dare you. You cannot <laughs> do it. Okay, well, it is time for the trivia question before we go to break here. Uh, every week we ask a trivia question, and since we're coming quickly upon an election uh, period of our uh, point in history here, I thought that I would throw out a uh, election, a uh, democracy in action question. So, Doug, there is a very good chance that Trump will get reelected, and he would be running his second term then. And we also had the president before him have two terms, and we had the president before him have two terms, and we had the president before him have two terms. Clinton, Bush Jr., Bush W., and Obama all had two terms. When was the last point in history— that we had three consecutive presidents oh, good question. have two terms in office. Well, we're going to get that answer to you when we come back after the break. Let's see, what else do we have to say here before we go to break, Doug? Anything? Well, again, let's just remind everybody about the Social Security Workshop. You know, we do them about two, three to four times a year uh, because we know for the next 15 years we're going to have 10,000 baby boomers retiring Every single day. That's and amazing. everybody needs to know about their Social Security benefits. It's it's complex. When do you file for it? Do you do it at 62, 66, or wait till 70? Or do you do you just synchronize it uh, completely with your retiring? You know, you get a lot of people come in and sit down with us, and they confuse those two terms, retiring and taking Social Security. Mm-hmm. Well, they're actually two very different things, and more often than not, the optimized way of filing for your benefits so that you're getting the most benefits that you're entitled to is not to necessarily synchronize that with the day that you stop 
working, and uh, particularly if you're doing phase retirement. So, uh, folks, come on down, uh, register with us. Again, 336-391-3409. We'll get you put on the list, and uh, we look forward to seeing you there. So it's time for us to go up against a break, and we will be back in just a minute to talk about some more conventional wisdom and some uh, other great topics about uh, retirement planning, and we'll get you the answer to that bigger question. Stay tuned. You're listening to The Wealth Guardian Show with Doug Ray and Bryce Payne, serving you in the triad and beyond. Let's get back to the show. And welcome back to The Wealth Guardian's radio show. This is the show where we help you retire the job that keeps the paycheck. So for our listeners out there who are five to seven years from retirement, and you want to just take a moment and confirm that you're actually making the best decisions for retirement, Well, the good news is is that we offer a no-cost, no-obligation second review. So again, you can review the job, retire the job, not review the job, retire the job and keep the paycheck. And if that sounds like something you might be interested in, then you can give us a call at 336-391-3409. That's 336-391-3409. Doug and I would be happy to sit down with you and uh, do that second opinion for you. You know, Bryce, I I can't guarantee this, but I can pretty much say right up front, it will be the most thorough analysis that they ever go through. I don't recall somebody coming in here and saying, well, you guys did a good job, but I've actually had one done more thoroughly than this before. When was the last time somebody ever said that to us? No, it hasn't happened. And you know what? The best part of it all, absolutely free. No obligation. No cost, no obligation? That doesn't make sense. It is true, Doug, very true. All right, folks. Well, in our uh, first half of our show, we were talking about conventional wisdom and uh, what passes for conventional wisdom anyway, and the uh, faults and follies with that in the financial world, the retirement uh, planning world. In our second part of our show here today, we're going to talk about decision-making impediments. But first, I know you were all sticking around because you heard that trivia question before the break. And all right. I'm anxious to hear this Doug, one. Doug doesn't know the answer I do to this. not know the answer. I thought I did, but I do not know. Okay, so... The question was, we had the last three presidents, and we might be setting up for a fourth here, to be incumbent presidents, to serve two terms, their maximum terms. You had Bill Clinton serve two terms, you had George Bush Jr. serve two terms, and you had Barack Obama serve two terms. When was the last time in American history that you had three incumbent presidents consecutively serve both their terms? And Doug, you want to even try to take a guess at it? Well, it's got to be a while ago because... Ike was two terms, but then Kennedy was assassinated. Nixon had to resign. LBJ didn't run. Didn't even run. Yeah. Right. Wow. Where are we there? It's never happened before. Really? It has never happened before. Oh, good one, Bryce. So the the fact that we might have a fourth one is really pushing the boundaries. So, yeah, the only times in history, uh, there's too many to count, where there were two consecutive president serving both their terms, but there has never been a third. Obama was the first to be the third consecutive president. So yeah, I thought I'd throw that one out there since we're in an election year here. All right, folks, I wonder if uh, if we stumped you or who out there knew that and raised their hand and said, I know that that has never happened before. Well, there you go. It is not. All right, so let's move on to the second half of our show, decision-making impediments. All right, so for some people out there, the biggest problem with their financial planning isn't that they're making the wrong decisions. It's that they often fail to make decisions at all. But sometimes, what do you have to do? You just have to fish or cut bait, 
You have to make a decision and move forward in some form or another. So that's what we want to discuss are some of the things that can cause the decision-making process to stall out. And Doug, let's talk about too many decisions to make, just feeling overwhelmed. Well, you know, we see this uh, quite a bit uh, when we're uh, doing the retirement planning for people. They come in and they just get overwhelmed with with, uh, trying to make a decision. I mean, there's a lot. I mean, when do you take Social Security? When are you going to retire? But but a lot of times you'll have a pension. What are those pension options that you have? Are you going to downsize? I mean, there's a ton of stuff to think about. And and people just kind of just, they get that uh, deer in the headlight look. Yeah. But you got to push through that. You know, I mean, I remember back to my Navy days flying the plane. I mean, you had to make one decision after the other. And sometimes they were wrong. But then you had to come up with another decision to correct that. Yeah. And you had time in retirement. I mean, you can make a wrong decision and still come out on top of it as long as you correct it. That's why we have annual reviews with clients, because we want to make sure that you're staying on track and on focus and on on plan. Yeah, those are key decisions. Absolutely. All right. uh, So too many decisions to make. The next one is too much research. So if you're researching different financial vehicles on the Internet, you can find a justification to invest in just about anything. I mean, for Pete's sakes, the internet is a blessing, but boy, Doug, is it a curse as well. I mean, you could go out there, if you didn't know any better, you could go on the internet and you could find evidence that the earth is flat oh, at sure. this point. And, and this this goes back to, again, there's just too much out there and it, and it's, it causes people, what is it called? Paralysis. Analysis, by, analysis paralysis. Uh, yes, absolutely. And, and, and people just get overwhelmed with it. So, yeah, you've got to turn to professionals to help guide you. I mean, you go, if you get sick, you go to a doctor, right? Right. So in it's no different in your retirement. You've got to go to a professional, somebody who specializes in retirement planning, to make sure you're doing the right things. You know, I've got a, a doctor friend. I'll say hi to him. Hi, Wayne, out in Hawaii. He's setting himself up to live the uh, the retirement dream, I tell you. He's going to be sailing to Fiji every once in a while and surfing out there and everything. But right now, he's a doctor in the ER, and he's got a coffee mug, Doug, and it says, please don't confuse your Google search with my medical degree. <laughs> I love it. Because he, there's no shortage of people who will say, well, I hear what you're saying, Doc, but you know, I, I went onto that Google machine, and I think I know what I'm talking about, too. So that's uh, you can find any contrary evidence or factual basis to go against anything that a professional would say, not just in the financial field, but any field out there. If, if somebody told you, hey, if you want to fly a plane, this is how you've got to fly it, you could go on the Internet and find something that says the exact opposite. And I use that one for you, Doug, since you uh, were at one point a, a great aviator. You know, every time I've gone on WebMD, I've got I've gotten myself totally confused. So I don't even go there anymore. <laughs> You're convinced that you have just about everything that you read. Yeah, I've got that. I've got yeah, that. I, I don't feel too good today. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> that sounds familiar. Yeah. All right, the next one is general confusion, and that one's a common one too. It, it kind of relates to all the others, but. Uh, it is not always as simple of a conversation. The solutions to planning for retirement are not just cut and dry and black and white, and it's very easy to understand all the moving parts of them. So it's easy for somebody to get kind of glazed over. They're they're not experts in our field. The terminology that we use, we try to speak at your level, obviously, but we we see no shortage of people who are really, again, we're going to use that word on all three of these, overwhelmed by the conversation. And I think you and I do a very good job at taking the conversation down to whoever we're speaking to, down to their level. We meet with people of 
all different uh, backgrounds of uh, financial awareness and planning. But um, general confusion plays into that as well, Doug. It's not an, always a real easy conversation to understand. Well, you know, one of the things I think we pride ourselves in is is um, is educating folks. That's why we do this radio show. That's why we have workshops all the time. That's why we spent the first part of the year doing uh, Secure Act and Taxes and Retirement workshops uh, to educate you folks so you're not confused. And we've got a Social Security workshop coming up that I've got to promote because I want you there. I want you to come see us because Social Security is a foundational element of your retirement. It's going to be March the 10th, March the 12th at 6.30 p.m. It's going to be in the Broyhill Office and Convention Center in Clemens and Backed by popular demand is Hamilton Morales. Hamilton has shared the stage with me in these workshops, oh, I guess uh, probably three of the last four years. He's been a huge hit with attendees, and uh, he'll be there both nights. So uh, call us at 336-391-3409, 336-391-3409. Get your seat reserved to And and by the way, I'll add as well, Doug, you and I are both certified with the National Social Security Association, and it was Hamilton who uh, taught us and got us our certifications on that. All right. Well, the next decision-making impediment is they just don't like talking about money, and we have seen this as well. You know, it's interesting. Out of a couple, there's usually one of the two who does the money thing. Yes. And, And the other one just doesn't want to touch it. Yes. And it's important for a couple to come in and be on the same page when you're talking about your retirement plan, because obviously you're going to go into retirement together. And I want everybody who comes to see us to understand what's going on in their retirement, understand where the money's coming from. What day of the month is it going to hit your checking account? What accounts is it coming out of? What's the most tax efficient way to draw your retirement income? And do charitable giving from. And charitable giving, absolutely. Both folks, both couples have to be a part of that conversation. A part of the conversation, exactly. Yeah. And I get it. I know this is not some people's cup of tea, but it's important. It's there. It's the rest of your life. It's your golden years. Just because you don't like talking about it does not mean that it's going to go away. There are certain medical procedures I don't like, but that doesn't mean that I can just ignore them either. Yeah, good point, Doug. Uh, it's everybody in a, every couple is a little bit different, but it's not uncommon at all to see the financial part fall in the wheelhouse of one of the two rather than them sharing it equally. I know uh, my uh, uh, my household is like that. And the uh, last topic that we're going to talk about here before we uh, send everybody off on their way for the rest of the weekend is traumatic life events. A decision making impediment is traumatic life events. Doug? Well, we see that a lot. You know, it could be anything from um, the death of a loved one to facing a major surgical operation to a divorce. I mean, it's it's a lot of things. Life happens, right? And, you know, you have to work through that as well. You know, I've been in the business now 32 years, and unfortunately, in the last several years, we've started to see some of our clients leave us, and uh, that's just a natural part of life. And uh, I hate it because, you know, we go through kind of a, a period of mourning too because when they pass away, they literally are part of our, our extended family, and, and you hate to see stuff like that. When, when folks come in and tell us, and we just had this happen, that they're potentially facing a life-threatening illness, it's tough. 
it's a hard time. And you got to understand that. You got to be compassionate about it, but it's, it's never easy. It is not. Yeah. We have, we're working with a couple right now who has a uh, devoutly disabled son who is uh, challenging both financially and time-wise, and that has altered their life plans. And I think that they have been struggling to come to terms with what that might mean for them retirement-wise. But again, just because you ignore the subject does not mean that retirement is not coming upon you at some point, and you just assume plan for that, then not plan for it. Well, again, folks, that is going to be about the end of our show here. So we talked today about decision-making impediments and conventional wisdom or the uh, foes and follies of conventional wisdom. We are the Wealth Guardians radio show. We are fiduciaries. We uh, specialize in retirement planning and financial planning. If you would like to meet with us or if you would like to register for our Social Security seminar, give us a call at 336 336- Three nine one three four zero nine. We hope you have a great rest of your weekend. Take care, and we'll see you back on here next week. Thanks for listening to the Wealth Guardian Show. Remember, if you need any help with crafting your financial and retirement plan, to reach out to the great team at Wealth Guardians by calling three three six three nine one three four zero nine. That's three three six three nine one three four zero nine or go online to thewealthguardians.com. 